today's show, we have our countdown of the 10 best rides at Disney World. This is WWW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode, I don't even know, I've lost count, 100 and something or other. We, you know, if you ever, for whew, whatever reason, delete one, whew. it just completely destroys that sequential numbering. Well, I don't delete, I unpublish. So oh, that's that way I, I also don't lose my metrics. Yeah, I did that. Oof, brutal. What's this episode about? This episode is a countdown. I thought this would be fun. You and I don't do stuff like this often enough. We're going to do a countdown of the 10 best rides at Disney World. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dad and I can get on board with that. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. So this is not scientific by any way shape or form the the top 10 is chosen arbitrarily (laughs) it's not arbitrary but uh we you know we didn't use like wait time metrics and fan polls and all this other garbage this was i asked you to create a list i created a list and then i wrote down rides that uh people ask me about on a regular basis and so these are the things or that people talk to me about on a regular basis okay so it's more than just your arbitrarily subjective ranking of the top 10 rides at Disney world, but an overview of popular rides. And yeah. I mean, I talked to people about each. There you Yes. Yes. We're going to include fun facts and some ride tips. So this is like those VH1 gonna... shows. Yeah. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. I grew up on those VH1 shows. We're, we are the talking heads in this. We're the VH1 talking heads. Um, I mean, I talk to people weekly on the podcast, so I definitely have a sense of, Rides people love and rides people don't love. And so um, our opinions obviously weighed heavily uh, into this. And so I'm sure that some people will disagree with our list, but this is what I came up with in order to keep it planning focused. I've included, well, a fun fact and just some some ride tips for these very popular, amazing rides. Let's get into it. Okay. Well, before we get into it, uh, I wanted to do... A quick plug for a podcast that I was on a couple of weeks ago, the Great American Pop Culture Quiz Show. I was asked to be a guest on a quiz show. I'm the person who's like, you know, the guy from The Thing. You know the guy. He wears a shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, the best part about that is you often get that right. And I'm like, you know. Yeah, but the guy from The Thing. You're like Keanu Reeves and Speed. And I'm like, yes. Uh, our wedding anniversary was just the other day on Halloween. So you were on a podcast? Yes. Back to what I was saying. I was on a quiz show podcast. It was a blast. I will not give too much away, but it was Walt Disney World was the, um, the topic of this pop culture quiz show. You and I are pop culture freaks. And I don't know that we even like really put together that we were pop culture freaks until recently. You and I were discussing this. Yeah, I didn't think of myself that way at all, but <laughs> we in the span of are. <laughs> six weeks, I had like three separate people tell me some variation on, oh, I think of you as a pop culture expert. It's like, uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been watching too much TV. I, That's what I heard. I realized why I was asked to be on this show, <laughs> because not only is it Disney World, but there are other pop culture questions sprinkled into it. It was just a ton of fun. So the Great American Pop Culture Quiz Show. I'll put a link in the show notes for uh, for that episode. But it was a lot of fun, a fun listen, fun show. So I wanted to make sure that I gave a shout out to my performance. I didn't make too much of a fool of myself. So, you know, that's always a win. Let them eat cake. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to get in to our top 10 countdown? I'm ready, boss. Boss. All right. Number 10. Toy Story Mania. Oh, this one I needed multiple rides to truly appreciate. I love this ride. If this was my personal list, I think this would have been higher on the list for me personally. I absolutely love, love, love this ride. Um, Some fun facts about this one. Mr. Potato Head is your host for this ride. Sometimes. This is, (laughs) well, he's your host, even as as you're going through um, he's the one who shouts instructions at you. It's Mr. Potato Head. So he is your host. You're playing Carnival Games, which is it used to be called Toy Story Midway Mania, like Midway. I guess that's what some regions call Carnival Games. Growing up, I never called them that. But um, now it's just Toy Story Mania. The ride opened in 2008 
And even though it's technology that Imagineers have said over and over and over again, this ride can be updated. You can switch out these games at any time. That was part of the pitch. Yeah. It is part of the pitch. And for, I mean, I, I don't know, but from what I understand, it should be easy to switch out these games. Only one change has ever been made, ever. So the ride opened in 2008. There are five different games that you play. In 2010, one game was swapped out. And that's it. That's the only change. So two years later. That, yes, two years later. And then we just were like, and Look, now another right thirteen years, and we haven't had a change. Okay, but now it's been thirteen years. You can't change it without a whole bunch of people yelling, "My childhood." <laughs> I guess yeah, thirteen years. You're right. They would yell about their childhood, huh? Yeah. Oh boy, you yeah. ruined my childhood, <laughs> boss. You killed a child. That's when you mess with franchises <laughs> that have been around since at least someone was a child. You just yeah, I absolutely killing their childhood. I love this game or this ride, and I think part of it. You know, it's funny. You're always trying to get me to play video games with you, and I I'm not a big video game person. And part of the reason is I'm weirdly competitive, and I don't like how I get when I oh, get. Oh, I played this like this Tetris type game with you. I got that super was fun angry. and very <laughs> silly. And you were like enraged. Yeah, I was frightened because my tower kept falling over. It was not great. But I always win when I play Toy Story Mania, so I think that might be part of it. At least I recognize it in myself, and that's part of why I don't play video games. It's because I'm terrible, terrible. It's an interesting interactive attraction that has just a lot of, well, in video games, you'd say replay value. Yeah. Yeah, When you go to the parks repeatedly, you look for the rides that have a dynamic element to them. That's going to be a theme on this episode with these rides is the replay value. And even though it's the same games and it's been the same games, I mean, it's never the same score twice. You the know? thing that's weird about Midway Mania is you have a blaster of some type. It's like a cannon. Yeah. That is your. It, it's a pull, like a, a pull string, like a, a toy. pull string on the back. Because it's supposed to be a toy. As opposed to a trigger. Because it's supposed to be a toy. And you're Plus just like, it's just very awkward. We're at Disney World. Um, I make like don't... a flappy motion. It's just <laughs> watch the people doing it. Flappy it's... motion. It's not a great way it's to do it. It's supposed to be like a, a little kid's toy, you know, with the pull string. Um, all right. So ride tip. I'm going to say p- personally, the way I do it, rapid fire. Rapid fire is way better than taking your time to aim for anything. Just rapid fire. Just go, 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 go. Your wrist will be sore at the end, but rapid fire is the way to go. So just play it like play it like doom. Just go, go, go. Kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Rapid fire. Now, that being said, each if you can definitely Google it and there are um, spots in each level where there are higher points. The only one that I consistently notice because I will like look them up and forget. But the only one I consistently notice the army men host a game where there are dishes and you're breaking dishes. There are high point dishes up in the right hand corners. And so if you can get both of those, they're like 2000 points each. If you can get both of those, a 3000 point dish will appear. Yeah, so that's the one I consistently notice, and I love the breaking player. Something um, so satisfying. Satisfying, that's the word. So satisfying about when those plates break. (laughs) 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 All right, so that was number 10. You ready for number nine? At Epcot, Soren. This is just an IMAX with a fancy seat. Uh, I'm going to disagree. This ride includes wind and smells. I don't want smells. I mean, they're Hold go- the smells. Okay, they're. You're right. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> <laughs> Are there good smells? How about that? Positive Ew. smells. It's like, all right, you and forty sweaty people are gonna get <laughs> in line and strap in. Well, so the downside is, even if you have a lightning lane, the wait for this ride is always forever. Just because you have to wait for people to like usher in and out, and then you have to watch the pre-show, and everybody has to get buckled and. So if it, they don't have multiple it ends up, ride vehicles. It's just the one, they, right? No, they, I mean, they do. So there's more than one theater. And then there are different um, terminals, I think is what they call them. Yes, it's plane themed. Yeah, because every, airport yes, themed. everything is airport or airplane. Just where you want to be. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the capacity is huge, but it's just time consuming to get in and out. So, you know, by the time you sit down, you're probably not going to be sweaty anymore because you've been in the air conditioning for a period of time. So maybe the weight's by design because you smell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then they're going to blast you with that like orange scent. And that sounds toxic. Anyway. Hold up. 
Uh, fun fact, this ride opened in 2005 and before Soarin' Around the World, which is what plays at Epcot, uh, it was Soarin' to California. In California, Disneyland, um, or a California Adventure, I should say, it was Soarin' Around California. At Epcot, it was Soarin' to California before it was Soarin' Around the World. And currently, they are showing uh, Soarin' Around California at Epcot. Uh, I saw the California one at Disneyland. Lucky enough to see that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, everybody prefers California except for me and like one podcast guest I had where we discussed it. And I was like, you know, it's just you and me, right? <laughs> Who prefer Soarin' Around the World. So um, expect longer waits for Soarin' Around California. If it's a high priority, get that lightning lane. Even though Epcot, I I typically, I wouldn't. But uh, just right now while it's Soarin' Around California, Use that lightning one. Get that genie plus. I think you're discriminating because you're the one person on the planet who lived in California and didn't love it. <laughs> That's also true. This is sounding more and more like a me problem, but that couldn't possibly be it. It couldn't be me. Oh, okay. Ah, all right. Um, let's move on to number eight. Expedition Everest. How do you feel about Expedition Everest? I like the queue a lot. I like the entire area around the ride. I like the ride itself. Until I did uh, Hogwarts or what's uh, Hagrid's. Hagrid's, Hagrid's Hagrid's motorbike adventure. So, you know, what's funny about that. This actually isn't my fun fact, but hard this not is, to compare these two. This is a fun fact. At the time, I believe this was the most expensive ride built and it held that title until Hagrid's was built. Really? Hagrid's is the most expensive? I believe so. It was Everest and now it's Hagrid's. Everest or roller is really coaster. Cool. I shouldn't say ride in general because that I don't know, but I'm, I'm pretty sure roller coaster wise um i that's I, not the most interesting thing about everest though. <laughs> everest okay so first let's talk about the ride before we get into our other my Joe actual Folly. my actual fun fact which yes it's just it's so fun and i mean at this point we all know what it is but it's so unexpected if you've never been on it before and i love that going backwards feels like you're inverted i don't know why that is but backwards in the dark, I always feel like I'm going upside down. Fun fact, the Yeti inside Everest was the largest and most complex animatronic built to date. And this was in 2006. I disagree in complexity because it doesn't do a lot. And well, I'm guessing it was just based on the size would would be my guess. But that's what Disney had said at the time. I mean, this was 2006. You know, in their own press release, they probably did say. Yeah. It's so, the biggest and the best and the baddest. Well, I think most complex is is different than saying it's the best or the baddest. I wouldn't know. I never got to see it functioning uh, because only <laughs> Why a, is that? a few months after this ride opened, uh, the Yeti broke and it has been in strobe light B mode ever since. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> so I've only ever seen it in strobe light mode. I've never seen... The swinging arm. I mean, when you go back, when you go past it at high speeds, you're like, oh, that thing's big. But the, the strobe light is, does not really make it seem like it's swinging at you. In the early 2000s, there are a whole bunch of like travel channel shows. You could find these on YouTube. They're great about Disney World. And they include at that time really talking up Everest. And they have Joe Rohde, who. Oh, what is poor, his poor Joe Rody. chief Imagineer? Is yeah, that his job? yeah, yeah. Not anymore. He's retired. But but yeah, he they always had him on these shows because he worked on the most amazing projects. Notable because of his distinctive giant earring. Yeah, right. If yes, you've seen it, yes, you know what I'm talking about. Recognize him immediately. And um, he's so proud of this Yeti and uh, Expedition Everest. They said they have to, you know, he had to be lowered into the thing. Like you see it before it's installed or before it's finished. That's really cool. And you see it swinging and moving and and he's clearly, ex like I just feel so bad. He's clearly so excited about and it. This, the structure is huge. And so it's assembled around the Yeti in the track. And not long after they discovered the foundation was cracking from the motion, the weight of this Yeti swinging. Is so that, this thing must have been really impressive. Is that what the actual reason is? The the breakage? That's the story. Whew. I just, you know, Joe, Joe Rody was getting asked about this up until day of retirement. You know, his last D23 at the panel, like the Imagineers panel, he was asked about That's it. That's his white whale. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that it will ever get fixed. I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, 
if they if it's been how they many have years? to do something else it's like all right it's unavoidable you now have to dismantle this yeah i mean i assume they do it we're getting close to 20 years and it still has not worked so a rare engineering uh, misstep yeah um i you know i honestly don't have any big tips for this particular ride because these days if this wait time is more than 20 minutes you know animal kingdom is slammed you know, yeah, you, it's know it's, Kingdom. you know, it's, it's nutty. I wouldn't waste Genie Plus on this ride. I would just do this ride at your leisure because if it's more than a 20 and this ride queue is really fun and interesting as you see, like the, it is a delight. The you don't explorers want to skip and the, the artifacts that they found and um, all the, the props they use. A majority of them are, are real things from, uh, I think they got them from Nepal, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. But yeah, so no huge tips on this one because the weight typically is not terrible on this particular ride, but it is one of our favorites. All right, let's move on to number seven, a classic, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yo, oh, yo, oh, a pirate life. This is a must ride for me every time I'm at Magic Kingdom. I have to do pirates every time. I love it. It's fun. I like the queue. I like the ride, the music. It's a classic uh, it's been updated. It's got everything going for it. Yes. It's just a delight. Yes. I love the updates that they did too. You get a photo out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the photo is always fun because most people don't realize that there's going to be a picture taken because you're just on a big, slow moving boat. So the first time it happened, doing... I was like, what was that supposed to be? <laughs> I'm always doing something all right. ridiculous. Um, all right. Yeah. It's funny. The photo will be like you big arms and, you know, big crazy face. And everyone else just like slack jawed. Yes. Because <laughs> they were not expecting it. 100%. That is how almost all of my Pirates of the Caribbean ride photos look. <laughs> all right. Fun fact. I love this fact about Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, this ride was intentionally left out of Walt Disney World ride plans when the park was being built. Do you know why? I know. Th- I know that this is true. I don't know why. The reason is because they felt Florida residents would be so used to seeing pirates. <laughs> they're like what pirate they already know it's florida of course they know about pirates they're gonna be bored to tears by pirates what do you mean pirates yeah yeah so that was why they took so long to build this ride after the park opened that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard oh it's my favorite like factoid i think about any ride is that they felt people would just be so used to seeing pirates. Like one out of every three people in Florida just is a They're pirate. Like, yeah. They're, they would be offended. That's cultural appropriation when they ride Pirates of the Caribbean. People complaining about just pirate ships washing up on shore. Oh, another one. Yeah, it happens. Uh, my ride tip for pirates, if you love pirates as much as I do, because the wait time can get pretty high, is to hit pirates during second rope drop. Everything... So there's early entry, and that's all Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. But second rope drop is when the park actually opens. And even people who don't have access to early entry tend to go to Fantasyland or Tomorrowland. So hit Adventureland and do Pirates. You will walk on if you go. If park opening's at 9 and you're there anytime between 9 and 10, you will probably walk on. So that is my ride tip for I don't Pirates. Want, you can't ride Pirates before 10 a.m. That's, that's not right. <laughs> okay, in that case, my ride tip would be ride during fireworks. Anything okay, during fireworks, even a parade. That hits right. That's what I'm used to. Um, a parade is also a good time. Uh, you know, I think you get fewer people who take time out of their afternoon for the parades than than people in the evening with the fireworks. But still, people do step away to We're watch the parades. There on a weekday once, and it was cool, and it was after Thanksgiving, and there was no one around, and it was the morning, and like the stray cats were out and we rode pirates and I'm like, this just doesn't feel right. (laughs) See, I don't have the same issue. mm -mm. Is it because you're so used to seeing pirates? So you're like pirates first thing in the morning. This isn't accurate. I'm not when I hang out with pirates. It's mid afternoon or later. Ugh, this ride. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. Number six in our countdown tower of terror, or I should say twilight zone. Tower of Terror. Um, I love this ride. This is one of my favorites. It's wonderful. Personal fun fact about this. I was terrified to go on this ride as a young person and even a teenager. I did not ride Tower of Terror until I was an adult. I can't believe you didn't do this as a teenager. At MGM Studios when it was MGM. 
But I was like, I saw Tower of Terror. And at the time, I just refused to do drop stuff, even though then it was just a drop. It wasn't like the how it is now where it's multiple drops. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> that's that's the my idea of that ride being a single fact. drop. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think they updated it where it was a couple of drops. And now it's a random series. Now of it's drops. random. Yeah. All right. So fun fact. Do you know who made the elevator mechanism? An elevator company. Who was it? Otis Elevator. Otis Elevators. That is okay. That's not my fun fact, but that is a good fun fact. And they, I do know this because like, you know, you were talking about the 90s, early 2000s uh, Disney specials you'd watch on History Channel or Travel Channel. I also loved watching those. I know that they had to go to Otis Elevator and be like, we want this to fall faster than it would normally fall. And they were horrified by this. They were horrified they were like, you by want the us idea to do of what? simulating an elevator failure. I mean, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. All right. So my fun fact actually has nothing to do with the elevators. Um, it has to do with the Twilight Zone. So there are dozens of Twilight Zone show references throughout the ride in the pre-show, the ride itself, throughout the building. So if you are a Twilight Zone fan, and the the rumor is that the Imagineers who worked on it watched all episodes of the twilight zone multiple times so that they could cherry pick the best uh things to use for the ride so there's that um the pre-show with rod serling is actually an old episode so they the video you see of him where he turns around and points to the elevator in the pre-show um it's from an episode called it's a good life and in that intro he's actually turning around and pointing to a map and they used a voice actor to simulate his voice and the the line that you see his mouth moving, he is actually saying um, that I can't remember what the line is, but he is saying the first half of that line. So his mouth is actually moving in sync because they managed to use that clip of it. Then they cut away when it changes as he's pointing to the elevator. See, today you would just CG this. Yeah. And his widow, because he died in the 70s, I believe, um, his widow approved the whole thing. She approved the voice actor. She got final say. And probably a giant check. Yeah. But I really, I hope they never retheme this one. I really do. I love, I love Twilight Zone and I love the theming of this. I enjoy your elevator failure ride. <laughs> it makes me a little queasy, but I enjoy it. The best is going on this ride with somebody who is unaware. This is the first um, trackless ride. Oh, is it? Is Disney it the very World, first yeah. one that's used to that? Um, that is exactly what I'm referring to. If you ever go on this ride with somebody who doesn't know about it or has never been on it, don't tell them. I have had this experience twice, once with my sister and once with our friend Tom, who I went with. Neither <laughs> of them knew. You know, you go in the elevator and the elevator goes up at first. So, I, you know, just assuming it's a ride, you think like, all right, it's going to go up and then we're going to drop. But the elevator opens a few times and then the You're elevator. Like, all right, don't tell them what's going to happen. Here, let me tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> Well, somebody listening to this podcast is going to do their research. I'm saying that these people should not explain it to their husband or their friend or whoever who's like, yeah, just tell me where to go and do whatever. But the moment that elevator starts moving forward instead of up and down, they will lose their minds. And it's the funniest thing to witness in person. So definitely recommend that. Uh, ride tip for this one. If you see a 13 minute posted wait time. That means it's a walk-on. Lucky number 13. Oh, 13 is as low as it goes. 13, yep. That means it's a walk-on. I like to shorten it to Tot. <laughs> to Tot? Okay. Mm -hmm. The Tower of Terror movie. What did you think? Oh, Kirsten that's... Dunst and um, uh, what's his name? You know, the guy from The Thing. Steve Gutenberg. Hey, see? Look at that. Marriage. Well, except I knew what the movie we were referring <laughs> to. Best movie you've ever seen? Well, okay. A, you can't find it. They want to bury this thing. It's that bad. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's just, it's the worst thing you've ever seen. It's so bad. I don't know what happened to Steve Gutenberg's career that he was like, all right, I'm I think in. he saw Disney Channel movie because for a while, those were a big deal. Disney Channel movies. For Not a while, they were huge. Uh, Yeah, no. Okay, anyway, let's move on. You ready for number five? Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> I've had enough excitement. Avatar Flight of Passage. This is just a bigger sword. Except you are riding a banshee. And I think what's really cool about that is when you can feel the Banshee breathing when it lands and you feel it breathing, it really adds something to it. You feel mist. Are there smells? There are a lot of details. I'm sure there are. I've never noticed smells, though, but there probably are. I just have a terrible sense of smell. 
This one also has a really cool cue. It does. And the effect is like Soren times 100. Yeah. It's really cool. It also has the highest wait times at Animal Kingdom always. Uh, yeah, this one can be... Just crazy wait times. Rough. And so that brings us to our fun fact. This ride is still popular after opening in 2017. So it's only been open for five years. Still extremely popular. What Lines- does it have to compete with, though? Uh, yeah, at Animal Kingdom, not so much. Lines get so long that bathrooms were added inside the ride queue, which is good because there have been multiple reports of people peeing in line. And by people, I mean men. The only time someone got in my face at Disney World, where I've had like an altercation with someone, is I was just trying to navigate uh, Pandora. The And it the was area. first thing in the morning. And it was early in the morning. And the line for that ride snakes through what I swear is the entire area. Yeah. And so I thought they were just like waiting for people to move. And I was standing there and this guy got in my face because he thought I just cut in line. Oh. Because I had, I just was totally unaware of it. Yeah. Because I was like, this isn't a line. I'm just trying to get through. Yeah. And they leave gaps so people can walk through because you're right. It does snake through a big part of that land. So they have to leave gaps so that people just walking to where they're trying to get to can get through the line so i can see how that would happen that, yeah. where you're like all right i'm just gonna stop and like rest for a minute and next thing you know some guys in your face did he back off the moment you were like i'm not in line i'm just well i was i was like oh my gosh i'm not in line i had no idea like i swear i don't know what i'm doing and then i like <laughs> took off and i was with our six-year-old and he just stared me down this guy oh. was not having it oh wow it, even with a little person because at the time she I was probably like look i'm been... not the one wearing a fedora and shorts okay <laughs> Tough guy. Ouch. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So the ride tip. Let's talk about the ride tip on this one because. Just skip it. You'll never right. get on it. <laughs> no, no. Um, but I will say unless you're at the park well before opening, if you're trying to rope drop, you have to get there super early. Um, and think about where Pandora is. And if you're not familiar, look at the map because you have to first walk up a hill to the Tree of Life. So they split it's not off. far you, forward and left. It's it is a trek, though. And especially if you're trying to like speed walk to beat the people who are like people sprint, even though they're like, no running, please. You know, you people sprint. Um, that line grows immediately. So unless you are there very, very early and you are at like the front of that pack where they let you in for early entry. Uh, I would not rope drop this particular ride. I would do Navi River Journey first if you're there a little bit late. Like if you show up at the one time we tried to rope drop Navi River Journey, <laughs> it was broken down. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, you had diarrhea at the front of the park because <laughs> that also happened. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. I was like on that bus ride to Animal Kingdom and I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> it broke down in that i was in a bathroom stall for 45 minutes and by the time we got there it was a three-hour wait steering their children out of that bathroom (laughs) billy just hold it hold it Billy. tristan let's go tristan come on come on tristan we gotta go that man is not okay (laughs) so if you show up a little after or if you don't have early entry i wouldn't even bother i would do navi river journey first see how the line looks then If it's still too long, park close is the time to do it. Later in the evening, park close. The nice thing about it is this park closes so early. So if you can get in line right as the park is closing, it's not like you're going to be standing in line till 1 a.m. You know, this park closes so early. Yeah. Otherwise, the animals will be upset. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's no evening show at Animal Kingdom. So that like there's nothing to draw people away. They're like, hey, the monkeys are trying to sleep, you guys. (laughs) But I get not wanting to do to pay for the individual lightning lane because that is just brutal. So anything we can do to avoid that is is my goal. All right, let's move on to number four. Number four, one of your favorites. Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, Big Thunder Mountain. The wildest ride in the wilderness. (laughs) Uh, The best mountain, I would say. The best mountain ride. There are several mountains. We know it's beaten Everest. Uh, It definitely beats Space Mountain. I hate to say it. Space Mountain didn't make this list. (laughs) Yeah. And Splash Mountain's not a thing anymore. So we have our reigning mountain here. You know, Splash Mountain will be back. It will be back. It just won't be a mountain. It won't be called the mountain anymore. You know, Splash Mountain. So I just think Big Thunder is a ton of fun in a park that doesn't otherwise really have roller coasters. 
Uh, you know, I've Tron now, but yeah, I just I the although it's not really tied to you know any IP, which a lot of their stuff is. It's just a fun ride that's well themed. I've always enjoyed it. If you just lean into it, it's a lot of fun. Yes, and I think I think this is really on par with Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Seven Dwarves, it really, this was close to me whether I wanted to Seven put Dwarves Seven Dwarves or Big Thunder. <laughs> Seven Dwarves has the animatronics, which I think is the coolest thing ever. Um, but the thing that that made me want to put Big Thunder on this list over Seven Dwarves is Big Thunder is slightly more thrilling and you're not waiting, you know, two and a half hours. You know, it's not, you don't have to run to this at rope drop. So you get the same thrill, if not a little bit more. It's family friendly. You can fit three people in this car. Like if you've got little people, I should say, you're not going to fit three adults. If you've got two little kids, you as an adult can ride with both of them. So that's a huge plus. And this one, the queue is interactive. Yes. So that, if you have to stand in line, not a big deal. That's my 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 fun fact. Is and there are explosives in the ride queue. If you can read the signs, <laughs> the all the posters and stuff they have, like the posted bills. Uh, add a lot to the story. They're fun. All right. You've just, you've taken over my fun fact. I like it. That means, that means it was a good fun fact. Yeah. So this one, I went back and forth. I was like, should this be seven dwarves mind train instead? And I don't think so. I don't think so. If we're, if we're going to go with, you know, the roller coasters, seven dwarves is cool. I like seven dwarves. I don't think it's worth the wait. The animatronics add a lot, but I think this ride itself is better which is why Seven Dwarves didn't make it, but Big Thunder did. I agree. All right. Um, my ride tip for this, again, is to second rope drop, just like with Pirates. And really, you can do both. It's not like rope dropping early entry where you're like, oh, I'm going to pick my one thing because I only have 30 minutes. I'm going to pick my one thing. And then hopefully by the time I get off, the crowds haven't gone up in Fantasyland because that's how rope dropping works if you're doing early entry. If you're second rope dropping, which means you're getting there at regular park opening or you're going from early entry to Adventureland at regular park opening, you can do pretty much all of Adventureland with mostly walk-ons. So if, if you know, the early entry is at 830, do whatever one ride, move immediately over to Adventureland and you can do this ride, Pirates, Jungle Cruise with minimal weights. So that is my ride tip for Big Thunder Mountain. All right, let's move on. Number three, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Oh, I love this. It's so good. Now, I've heard mostly from following subreddits that this ride often suffers breakdowns and that a key attraction within it does not work. Mm, what doesn't work anymore? Are the cannons. Oh, yes, you're right. I noticed that a long time ago. It, apparently, these have not worked for a while. Yeah, I remember noticing that and I was like... Then I was questioning myself because I hadn't heard anybody else complain about it. I don't even remember when this was, but this was quite some time ago. Yet yeah, there are cannons that shoot. And I guess like the effect is supposed to be they're so powerful that they move maybe. So they go back and, and they forth. Recoil. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Recoil. And so you're trying to like your your vehicle is trying to get your past trackless them. trackless ride vehicle. It's trying to get past them as they move. So now and they're it's, huge. Yes. So that really does have this effect of like, wow, if you it don't time this you. right, I'm going to get killed by this thing. Like, and you know, it's not real, but the effect is still, re it's really cool because this is not an illusion. These, th there are huge cannons that your trackless ride vehicle so, has to drive between. The weird thing about it now is the cannons still go off, but they don't move, but your ride vehicle still stops as if it's waiting for the cannon to get out of the way. And it's been like this a year. Yeah, at least, at least it's been a long time because the first time I noticed it, I was like, oh, that I just was like, oh, that must, that effect must be broken right now which isn't a big deal. You know, stuff goes down and they fix it and the, it comes back. And then when it happened the next time, like a different trip the next time, like months later, I was like, maybe I imagined that. Did these ever move? But then I'm like, well, why did I, why did, why did the ride vehicle stop? So clearly these must have moved. They definitely moved. I'm glad to know I'm not crazy. And the, the Reddit comments, which are, you know, this, for all we know, this is entirely apocryphal, but it feels truthy. Their <laughs> well, claim that was case. that, it, this segment of the ride requires safety features for obvious reasons uh, so people, you know, don't collide, smash this thing. And because it's so touchy and was leading to breakdowns, they just shelved that portion temporarily. 
but temporarily ends up being, you know, forever, forever. I would, I guess I would rather have that one feature off than have the ride break down all the time. How long until they stop doing the thing with the actors I don't, or the cast members talk, I you know, think, take on roles? So, you know, it's funny if you, if you Google, what's the ride time on rise of the resistance, you'll get anywhere between like 18 and 21, 22 minutes as the ride time, because so much of the pre-show and the cast members who are acting as either resistance to help you escape or as Imperial officers, they're so good. So people count that as the ride. So I don't, at least not anytime soon, I don't think that that will change. And every time I've ridden it throughout the you know last couple of years since it's been open, it's been phenomenal. And the cast members have been a ton of fun. And I'm super awkward, so I try not to make eye contact, but... <sighs> They're also really great at reading people. They must know, like, all right, she doesn't want me to hassle her, you know? So they'll hassle, like, the kid who's super excited who's standing behind me. I mean, are you wearing me. Star Wars gear? Am I? Probably not. No. They I, hassle me when I carry the big DSLR camera. <laughs> and I always have comments. About how you're trying to smuggle information or photos or something. Yeah, that I'm a spy. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. All right. my ro- like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my ride tip for this one, you can definitely rope drop, but again, I would get there early. It's not as bad as Flight of Passage, in my opinion, but if you get there anytime after opening, I wouldn't even bother. Get there early, early, early if you can, or ride it close. Uh, again, park close is another great time. Or during Fantasmic. People adore Fantasmic. The crowds rush to Fantasmic. <laughs> so that's your opportunity to do Rise of the Resistance if you're not planning on doing Fantasmic for the evening. So that is my ride tip for Rise of the Resistance. Also, don't be weird and awkward like me. Play along with the cast members. Make it fun for them. Oh, okay. Okay. We're getting close to the end here. Number two, a classic haunted mansion. Oh, this isn't number one. It's not number one. No, it is number two. The Haunted Mansion is a great ride. Haunted Mansion's so good. It's I, I a lot of it. I think is because it's nostalgic and it's classic. No, I disagree. Oh, okay. This is a classic ride that appears in all of the parks. It is beloved, and so it receives continuous maintenance, refurbishment, and updates. Yeah, we're getting the Hatbox Ghost. That's right. Like they're all, this ride has stayed relevant and fresh. It's so fun. And uh, the original at Disneyland, the stretching room was actually an elevator. So they had to recreate that even though there's no elevator at Walt Disney World. You're not going up or down. See, the Disneyland (laughs) one, (laughs) the Disneyland one is better because you get the real deal elevator in the stretching room. Currently they have the Hatbox Ghost and they get the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. Mm, I would love the Nightmare overlay. Fun fact for this ride. One of the inspirations was the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. Now, this was, you know, uh, an inspiration for the original Haunted Mansion Disneyland. But still, I think that that translates to ours. I just thought this was I fun. Enjoy because Sarah we, Winchester's Mystery House. We've been to the to the Winchester Mystery House. Uh, it is bizarre. And we had the weirdest tour guide I've ever seen in my entire life. Do you remember that guy? He was of so course I do. excited about the Winchester. I've never you seen anyone. You don't work at the Winchester Mystery House. You unless think? you're really into it. <laughs> ah, funny you say that. Because you know who else worked at the Winchester Mystery House? My stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> He's a CPA and not at all. But like he, he was like a teenager and a janitor cleaning up barf. Like he's a CPA and he is a CPA. <laughs> so he is not like, woo, Winchester Mystery House. <laughs> you know? Uh, But yeah, he was a janitor at the Winchester Mystery House and had to sweep dust on stairs that went to nowhere and rooms that got tiny and bigger or whatever. So bizarre. Such a bizarre place. Um, Also, the interactive ride queue was added in 2011. It's been a long time since I've walked through the interactive ride queue because I always do either Genie Plus or I go like as you when the wait time is nothing and you fly through it. But if you find yourself standing in line, that ride queue, the outdoor portion, so cool. So cool. Oh, really? I was going to say this is where they could. Do you not remember? I know. So it's been it's a got long a few time. Neat details, but it's a little too outdoors for me. <laughs> okay, that's true because it is Orlando. Like the, by, the, the, by the time you're inside, it has started. I know you've stood in this line, though. So let me, ref- have, yeah. let me refresh your memory because I'm guessing you don't remember. There's like, um, oh gosh, what would you call it? A crypt where if you touch 
certain parts of it, it plays Grim Grinning Ghosts. It plays music on the crypt. That's what it's supposed to do? Yeah. There's also... I was over there slapping at it. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? There's also one where it's poems and when you speak into it, like you speak into the the tomb or the crypt or tombstone or whatever it's called, and it finishes the poem. So there's like a microphone built in there and it writes out what you're saying. I know you love to point this one out right before you walk into the building. This is worth it right here. Madame Little who blinks. She'll like look around and blink. Well, you left to the part that she's a tombstone. She, sorry, that would. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. people blink. <laughs> yes, she she is a tombstone. It's like a bust of her head and periodically all of a sudden her eye, like real eyes actually appear and she looks around and blinks and then she shuts her eyes again. So many fun little details um, on this ride. Uh, Now my ride tip, I actually have two for this one. Again, like Tower of Terror, 13 minutes means it's a walk on because it's Haunted Mansion. Also, if you've got little people, the scariest part of this ride by far is the stretching room. That is far scarier than the ride itself. Yeah, guy literally hangs himself. I mean, it's scary. It's scary. Um, So if you've got little people who you think would like the ride, but you don't really want to do the stretching room, you can skip that. Just tell the cast member as soon as you walk to the inside portion and they will walk you past that. Hmm. So that is my ride tip. Or if maybe you as an adult are scared. I say just traumatize them and then they'll enjoy that memory later when they revisit Haunted Mansion. (laughs) Like when I was four years old, I was terrified by uh, Peter Pan because I was like, we're flying over a city. Yep, yep, yep. And then I rewrote that as, you know, a 30 something year old man was like, wait a second. Hold on. This is familiar. Hold on. All right. You ready for the number one? Yeah. What is it? Number one. All right. This wasn't on your list because you have not ridden it yet. Number one on the list. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Tron. No, no, not Tron. My mistake. Guardians of the Galaxy. This is, in my opinion, the most fun ride I have ever been on. Disney Dan told me this was a real barf coaster. Well, I have not barfed on it, and I've yet to speak to anyone who's barfed on it. And I talk to people on a weekly basis for the podcast. So, I mean, I know that's that's still anecdotal, but that's a lot of people. And I've, I've yet to speak to anyone who's gotten... Um, sick. I've talked to a couple people who were like, oh, I needed to take a break. But that was the extent of it. Nobody got sick. Nobody was like, oh, it was so bad. You know, they're like, I'm I'm going to rest after this one. So I don't know. You know, maybe I'll take like a paper bag with me and then try this ride <laughs> as just ju- to be safe. As a just in case. Yeah. Okay. Like just, you know, be real subtle about it. Just walk off, hold the bag of my own barf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw that out real you know, cool. From, from I, what I've heard... And again, this is not something I've witnessed and I've ridden this ride a number of times. But, you know, you have to take where you get your information with a grain of salt because a lot of the Disney websites are real clickbaity. They'll be like, they're handing out barf bags to people. (laughs) Don't believe that. Dude, I've I've never seen anyone with a barf bag. Ew. And yet I was reading stories about they're handing out barf bags to everybody. Doesn't that... But that also would make it more attractive to a big percentage of the population. <laughs> this ride requires barf bags. Yeah. I'm not saying that people don't ever get sick on it. I'm just saying I haven't spoken to anyone and I've never seen a barf bag is what I'm saying. So if that eases anyone's minds. I'm just going to take off my socks before I get on the ride. I don't know how that helps, but okay. That's what I'm going to barf into. Okay. Well, uh... <laughs> Ew. I hope those are some thick socks. <laughs> All right. Fun fact. Six different songs play during the ride and you won't know what song you'll get until the ride takes off. The building itself. I think this is really cool. And it took me forever to put this together because this is how observant I am. The building itself where this ride is located is supposed to be an otherworld pavilion because we're in Epcot and we have all the countries and stuff. This is supposed to be a pavilion of another world. So we're supposed to learn about Xander, their history, their culture. And as you walk through, you do see exhibits that are supposed to be like, learn about our technology and our spacecrafts. And, you know, so it's, I think that's kind of a fun way, you know, all the complaining about this ride doesn't have cut. I just feel like they found a fun way to, to make it fit by making it a, an other world pavilion. I think people just like to complain. <laughs> also true. Also true. 
all right, you haven't been on this one. And it's not that you haven't had the chance. You were just nervous because at the time that you were there, there were those clickbait articles that they're like, they're just throwing, you know, barf bags left and right to people. They're like, do you need three I or heard four? you have to sign a waiver that you might die. <laughs> yeah, not true. Not true. Oh. How are you feeling about it? I'll ride it. Okay. I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to do it with like a full stomach of nachos, but. You're not going to drink around the world and then hop on Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, actually, I might. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> After now, Food and Wine Festival, maybe I'm feeling a little courageous. Because I've basically pressured, convinced you here to ride this, I know 100% you're going to barf on it. <laughs> because Did, I... Just to spite you? <laughs> just... Oh, not, yeah. <laughs> not so much spite, but just because I've made such a big production about how you won't barf, I think... There's like a hundred percent chance that you're going to barf now, so I apologize in advance. But Can you say I, this ride is long. Um, I wouldn't say long, but it's a it's a good amount of time. This feels one. so good. Yeah, <laughs> this is the ride. Um, again, our friend Tom, the one who didn't know that Tower of Terror that the elevator moved forward. Oh, this is the best. again with him I, when I took him. He knew nothing about this ride, and I had no idea that he is terrified of roller coasters. <laughs> so he gets on thinking it's like what a slow moving thing. And then you take off backwards and the poor man was terrified. And I didn't know until we got off. He's like, you didn't tell me it was a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> but I was busy being like, wasn't that the best? <laughs> Tom, I apologize. I apologize. All right. My ride tip for this. You still need a virtual queue for this ride or a paid lightning lane. So if you want to ride it for free, you have to get the virtual queue or a paid lightning lane. If you're going to do the virtual queue, you have to be up awake before 7 a.m. Turn your Wi-Fi off if you're on Disney property. That is the best way to do it. The Wi-Fi on Disney property is spotty at best. And just be ready to go. When you see um, like 6.59 up on your phone, head back over to the app and start refreshing and get ready to grab it. It lets you pre-select all the people in your party, so you won't have to mess with any of that You know, once you get into the actual queue, because all of your people will be selected. If you want to ride uh, grabbing the second set of free virtual queues, those start at 1 p.m. It'll be interesting to see what happens when the park hopping restrictions are dropped, because currently you can't hop until 2, but the second round of virtual queues opens up at 1. So on really slow days, you can enter the park at 2 p.m. and still get a virtual queue. There will still be availability. But if it's busy, you're out of luck for the free ones. So it'll be interesting with the park hopping restrictions to see if they change this rule. But between now and January 9th, when those park hopping restrictions change, that is that is my advice for Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's typically a 30 to 45 minute wait if you do the free virtual queue. I don't think it's too bad. That's not terrible. No, no, it's not bad at all. And that's it. That's our number one. We have some honorable mentions that didn't make the list, um, but I feel I can feel the emails coming if I don't at least mention them. I can feel them. People are starting to type already. So they're drafting their email in their head. So. I feel like, look, we wanted to do the top 12. I wanted Whatever your favorite ride is, was number one, actually, but we just didn't get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we ran out of time. Yeah. Oh, Yo, that ride we didn't mention that you love. Number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. All right. Honorable mentions. Um, Peter Pan, I think, is an obvious one. Peter Pan and Jungle Cruise are, I think, are actually the two obvious ones. Both are classics, um, but both are a little polarizing. Jungle Cruise people love, but not everybody is into the dad jokes the cheesiness of it all. You got to be really into dad jokes People to enjoy Jungle Cruise. or hate it. It is not my favorite personally. And I don't feel. It's okay. Even though, even though the wait times are crazy long and these ones like the Genie Plus Lightning Lanes fill up fast. I'm not waiting for it. Yeah. I just, I, I don't hear anybody being like, I'm in love with this one. I love it. It's my favorite. Maybe Jingle Cruise when it's Christmas themed. Maybe you can make that argument. Hmm. Peter Pan I love, but Peter Pan is in desperate need of some TLC. Every time I ride it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love it looks this like ride. a mini golf course these days. I love this ride. But I will say one of the best cues as you're walking through the house and the yeah, nursery. They the queue. 
The nursery is amazing. It is cool. I love it. The interactive nursery, you see Tinkerbell flying around, shaking stuff in the room. So those are great. Another honorable mention, Navi River Journey. I I enjoy Navi River Journey, even if the story is incoherent or non-existent. (laughs) And it's too short. It's way too short. Had they been able to do the ride they wanted to do, I guarantee this would have made the list. Because it's beautiful and it has that amazing animatronic. But like you said... The story's not there, and it's way too short. Oh, and have mercy if you get to the end of that ride and the Shaman of Songs animatronic is in B mode <laughs> and just not there. It disappears into the floor, and they use a projection instead. Aww. The one time that happened to me, I was like, oh, man, my vacation. It's ruined. It's ruined. You ruined my childhood. Ruined it. Your Let's... childhood? How old were you when that movie came out in your 20s? <laughs> I don't know, 14. Let's hear your impression of the Shaman of Songs. It's my uh, favorite yeah, thing ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm the shaman of songs. It's like I'm at Disney World I know. right now. Do you feel like you're on Navi River Journey? Yeah, for sure. Okay, honorable mention for you specifically and our six-year-old, Cali River Rapids. I don't think anyone else would put this one on really? their top this 10. This is a ton of fun. It is a lot of fun. This is a sleeper hit. But nobody else puts this one on their top it 10. It has a great cue. I enjoy this one a lot as well. It never has any weight whatsoever. Uh, it does on hot days. It does <laughs> when it's really hot. I had the pleasure of riding Kelly River Rapids alone one time. I was on, you know, it's like a big, what, how, what does it hold? Eight, ten people? Yeah, eight or each, ten person raft. Each raft. And Real I rode it by myself, which was a bizarre and super fun experience. And I didn't get wet at all. Like, clearly you need the weight of other people because I didn't even get splashed. I left that ride completely dry. Uh, but yeah, if you have the opportunity to ride that completely solo, I say go for it. We wrote, we did that one right after they had reopened after the pandemic and we just got it. We did it like eight times in a oh, row. Yeah. It was our, a ton of fun. Our daughter, who's now six at the time she was three or four and she, she loved would, it. Would do very few rides, but for whatever reason, this one, Cali River <laughs> Rapids of all things, she was like, let's go again. She's like, this is the best. All right. I have photos of her holding her brother's hand on that ride, and it just melts my heart every time I see it. Yeah, love that, it. that one was fun. Yes, adorable. All right, I think that's it for my honorable mentions. I'm sure I will be getting emails about everything I missed. I told you we that would have been number one. We just ran out of time. <laughs> right. Whatever it is you were Your about favorite, to tell me I'm wrong. favorite, my favorite, too. <laughs> I actually am curious. I am curious. So when I post about this episode on Instagram, tell me what your favorite ride is, if it wasn't on my list, or if my list sounds uh, maybe right on to you. I'd love to, I'd love to hear that, because I think that's always fun. Maybe I'm way off base, but this is, like I said, based on our opinions and conversations I've had with you guys. Well, husband, thank you for being my co-host today on the show. Yes. <laughs> I will be back in the parks in about a week, a little over a week. So my plan, we'll see how this goes. Um, because I'm brilliant, I decided to do back-to-back parties. Uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party one night, and then the next night, Jollywood Nights. So I'm a psycho, because I go to bed at like 9 p.m. So I don't know what I was thinking. But my plan is to drop bonus episodes as I'm walking through the parties, just kind of giving an update on what I'm doing, what I'm seeing, how the parties feel, especially Jollywood Nights. I'm so curious how this one's going to be. So I'll be dropping those as bonus episodes. I will also be back after to give a more thorough update on the trip because we're doing a ton of stuff uh, aside from the parties. So we will do a more thorough update once I get back. But I think that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, my lovely husband. Tech nasty. No one calls you that. That's not true. Until next time, I'll see you guys in the parks. (laughs) 